Welcome to the 421st consecutive episode of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's just trying to keep his shit together just long enough for Matt to do his notes. And speaking of that, here is my co-host, Matt. I don't really want to do the notes anymore. <laughs> mm. This is uh this is rough. <laughs> the Greasy Strangler is not a film that I enjoy. I'm gonna say that right. No, right. yeah, no, this is not uh, Boz is uh Boz is Boz was next level on some shit, man. <laughs> I think the thing that really attracted Boz to this uh, isn't quite as apparent as what is awesome about Beast and the Magic Sword and why he would like that, considering his love of swordplay and everything. Uh, yeah. Greasy Strangler is definitely, you have to be a fan of absurdist comedy. You have to be yes. into surrealism and some really out there next level surrealism and weird shit. And then also you just have to be ready for what, an hour and 33 minutes of a visual assault of a film that challenges you to keep looking at the screen, despite how disgusting it's going to get. Yeah. You, uh, you gotta, you, you gotta be set. Now I like absurd, that type of that absurdity humor as well. I'm not, you know, so I, I, I I can't give Boz too hard of a deal. I I I laughed my ass off. Uh, so, uh, but it is still really rough. <laughs> I know that him and I had a conversation about the Greasy Strangler because he's the one that actually had gotten me to watch it the first time because he wanted to see what yeah. I thought of it. And I said this thing is so off-putting. It's like it doesn't want you to watch it and it doesn't want you to finish it. And he said, "I know." It's and he actually agreed with me, and that's what yeah. he found enjoyable about it, is that it's an assault on your senses. It just really attacks you to watch. Yeah, it is. It's, like I said, have you ever think you could smell a movie? Like, I smelt that movie, and it did not smell good. <laughs> yeah, I know what the Greasy Strangler's like. I've been to, like, Phelps, New York and parts of West Virginia. I know what the Greasy oh. Strangler smells like. Good God almighty. <laughs> that a, was just some of the worst shit any, ever. Anywhere, mean, there's it, a, anywhere there's a paper plant is what I'm getting at, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be an enjoyable this, week to discuss uh, the film. No, sure. it, but it, if I had... Guys, these clips are going to abuse your ears. I mean, abuse them. But I had to listen to them, so you did too. <laughs> well, the film's visuals assault your eyes. The auditory sound, including the soundtrack, assaults your ears. And it's so visceral in the sense that, yes, you very much feel like you can almost taste the rank odor of things that are in the air during yeah. all of this stuff in the film. It, it has that same visceral reaction of showing you so little and making you react so much to it as like the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre does for me. There's stuff in this that's really not even that bad just in the thought of it, but the way that it is filmed and presented on screen, it really grosses me out. Like, the food stuff in this has got to be a fucking nightmare for you. Just to be Yeah, oh, it is. It is disgust. I hate that shit with a burning <laughs> passion of a fiery sun. There's a, and, uh, a lot of vomitous stuff in this film, and you have to be prepared oh God, for that before it is you jump so into Greasy Strangler. Fucking gross. <laughs> and I know Boz loved awkward humor, and he loved those uncomfortable silences that humor causes in certain films. You know, we've yeah. definitely had those discussions as well. And I, there's that's all over this film. It's just everything all at once. I think was because there's a blend of awkwardness in this that you know Boz probably fucking loved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely for sure. As a matter of fact, I can recall a story that he told me of being with a customer at one point in time when the sticker that someone who loved him very much purchased for him that said Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie came sliding out of the bottom of his clipboard in front of the customer and they saw Oh it. my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the awkwardness that that created, he was very pleased by. He thought that was absolutely hilarious. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I think we've given enough pablum to get this started with. We've got a lot of clips to get through, and I tried to cut them down, but like this hour and a half film is probably going to take us a while, and a lot of that is going to be us just complaining about this film. <laughs> oh, God. Or laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, because it makes you really angry and laugh at the same time. The amount of yeah. times that I was saying, what the fuck, laughing at this on the second watch. Same. To do the Same. show. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> for Can I also trivia. say this? Yeah, go ahead. I miss the man I was before I watched this movie. <laughs> okay. All right. So to keep the theme going of all of the awkwardness, I have chosen the band Psycho Stick, which are essentially just a bunch of guys goofing off and making joke songs and parodies of other bands. But they're also heavy as fuck while they're doing it. So the awkwardness comes from that, that they mm -hmm. actually so accurately portray the things that they are making fun of and if you're a fan of metal the way that they lampoon it you really kind of enjoy that as well so that's psycho stick up first is their swipe at you'll see it's called i can only count to four <laughs> when we come back we'll do <laughs> we will do the review for the greasy strangler but up first here's a legion patreon ad this will keep us quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. with this song Matt. <laughs> right that's uh that was good stuff though <laughs> it's rather vague and i'm not quite sure and before we end up getting sued too on this pirate radio edit let's go ahead and do the review for the greasy strangler yes please uh all right so anyway the greasy strangler the first 20 minutes well a guy wakes up wakes up his father there's dialogue fuck y'all that's our first clip fair you sleep all right 
You don't like milky coffee. Why not put a little grease in your coffee? Mm. No, Dad. That sounds gross. Why not put a little grease in your java? Why not try it? Such a gross out, Dad. I think I might barf. I'm not saying I want to do it. I just wonder why they haven't tried greasy coffee. Greasy coffee? Hey, you probably think I'm the greasy strangler. I never said that. Tell you a secret. I am the greasy strangler. Hey, I call bullshit on that. Okay. I'm not the greasy strangler. But you're a bullshit artist. Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> like everyone's in underwear for some strange reason. No one's uh no one's doing anything. I, I I don't know, man. It's all it's all just the fucking worst at this point. <laughs> yeah, the guys are walking around in underwear. Their bodies are prominently on displayed, and you are supposed to feel a certain way about it. And that way is that you are supposed to be grossed out by everything that's on screen. Uh, yeah, this is extremely exploitative in that they are trying to make you disgusted with these people and as grossed out as possible. Also, uh, the main guy, uh, Ronnie or the dad or, or whoever, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is, he's talking about bulletproof coffee. He just wants bulletproof coffee. You, you put yeah. a little grease in it. That's uh, you put some MCT oil or some butter and you got bulletproof coffee. It's really Ugh. not that gross. I, you know, just go. Whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. But uh, anyway, uh, everything about these guys is gross. Stuff. So you're uh, supposed to be. Yeah. You're supposed to be disgusted by these guys. Yeah. All right. So then they're walking dressed alike in pink, which is uh, weird uh, and like hot shorts and all that uh, for a father son combo. And anyway, uh, so uh, then um, uh, they are giving a tour to some people, and it's a disco tour. And that is our next clip. Also fair. Well, who likes the Bee Gees? Well, this is where they came up with that fabulous, funky song, Night Fever. What do you mean came up with? They wrote the lyrics while they were standing in this doorway. Why were they standing in this doorway? They were waiting for a friend to pick them up. They were going out for Chinese and celebrating his birthday. Can you verify that, please? Trust me, I know disco. I thought free drinks were included in this tour. No, there's no free drinks. I don't know where you got that idea. It's said in the brochure. The information you got is bullshit. We don't need even fizzy drinks. Just water would be enough. You got false information. We must have free drinks. No. Free drinks. Free drinks now. No free drinks. Come on, we want free drinks. Free drinks. We must have free drinks. No free drinks. 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 No free drinks. Fry drinking. Nicks. Fry drink. You must give me free drinks immediately. Drop it with the free drinks crap. We believe in the power of free drinks. There are no free drinks. And if you're trying to rip me a new asshole, you're making a big mistake. You are a shitty businessman. You know that, no? And you're a bunch of fucking cunts. Check my cheeks. I'm sorry. My dad can get cranky sometimes. He sure has a temper on him. Yeah. He likes to shout. I like to smile. You cheesy old cornball. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a cheesy old cornball. 
Yeah, you are. But that's okay. I kind of like it. My name's Brayden. Brayden. Is that Scottish? It's not Scottish. What's your name? I'm Janet. Hey! Stop talking to the customer and help Dad with his shorts! <laughs> cringe intensifies hardcore in that clip. That captures Yeah, because he the moons cringe. the guys and his yeah. ass is out for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's spreading his cheeks to show them to people. Yeah, this movie is literally like any kind of quirk or bodily weird thing that you may have in some shape or form. Like anything that yeah. grosses you out, they're going to dwell on it and force you to look at it in this film. That's just what they yeah. do. Uh, agreed. It's cringe cranked up to the level of comedy is what happens. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they're at home and again in their underwear, uh, and he's cooking them sausages, which is just some of the grossest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He I gives live it on to his keto, dad eat. and even I was grossed out by the amount of fat yeah. in that pan. And the dad gets out and he's like, no, this isn't greasy enough. I need more grease. So he's all pissed about it. Uh, and he gets all pissed that his son might have a date with this girl. So he's all fucking cause he's uh fucking goddamn. It is fucking horrible, <laughs> but he's, it, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, so then the three dudes who are on that tour, they're standing in front of a vending machine and well, it's the weirdest fucking dialogue you could ever have. So it's our next clip. God. You ask it for chips and you get nothing. Yes. You should tell management. I pay a dollar for the chips. The chips get stuck. The manager gets my dollar and I get no chips. Please tell me, uh, what flavor chips did you eventually decide upon? Who cares? They were paprika rich chips. I like the ridges. I put the tip of my tongue between ridges because that is where the salty chip dust is. Yes, that's so true. I love ridges. Yes, but uh, what are these chips made from? Potato. Excuse me, what? Potato. Can you say that again? Potato. Yes, but. What are these chips made from? Potato. Sorry, but what? Potato. I don't understand. Can you say that again? Potato. Please, one more time. Potato. Okay, this is embarrassing. But please, can you say it a little slower? Potato. I am very, very sorry, but I need to know what are these chips made from? Potato. Please, one last time. Potato. I think he's trying to say potato. Oh, yes! Potato! Potato chips! <laughs> what on earth is this man doing? Hey, there are three of us and one of you, buddy. Maybe he's not a man. Maybe he's the boogie woogie. We see the boogie woogie. So the one guy was the doctor. What's his name from uh, Grandma's Boy that the pot dealer Dante was always hanging out with? Yeah, and uh, he's also been on uh, a few other Adam Sandler movies as well. So and also, my name is Earl. He was in that. He was one of the residents, yeah. I think, of the town or something like that. That always, yeah, yeah, was having issues or what have you. And I believe yeah. the vending machine guy that was complaining about the paprika chips chips was also on My Name Is Earl, I think, for an episode or two. I've, I just I recognize those two actors from like comedic roles in places i think okay yeah um well anyway what we see is uh big ronnie dad uh he is up and he is uh all covered in grease 
He throws one guy into the vending machine. Uh, the guy who's from Grandma's Boy, he caves his face in by punching it. Then he just strangles the other guy to death. That's actually kind of funny, too. So the guy goes, is this death? He's getting targeted. It's just the fucking most absurd shit ever. But it was kind of fucking funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's irritating. But it's still yeah. entertaining at the same time. Like, it just never yeah, leaves you bored no matter what. Just Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we see Big Ronnie goes through a car wash to clean himself up from all the grease. Uh, then he just walks in where his friend, who's a blind guy who runs the car wash, he just walks in and he's just hanging, hanging Chad right in front of everyone, man. Just, just walking with a cock flapping in the wind right there. We need uh, to talk about the fake genital covers that are yes. like either way too small or way too big, but are all the most disgusting shape of a penis you can get. They look like dog rockets it, hanging off these dudes. And yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is something else. But uh, Ronnie's if, supposed uh, to be ridiculous. You like seeing, if you like seeing guys hanging brain, this is the movie for you. Yeah, Big Ronnie's uh, Dungus appliance is like supposed to be ridiculous and just oversized and look like yeah. a horse cock. And then his son's is mysteriously basically. Well, a we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that. But they're they're obviously fake. Um, I just yeah. need to say this. Uh, it is obviously yeah. fake, but at the same time, it looks a little too real to be too it, fake. I mean, they did a really good job on making it like uh, it looks too real. You are not wrong there. It's exactly too real. <laughs> Right, like you know it's not because it doesn't move like one would because it stays in the same position no matter what for all of the pieces, yeah. even when they're being handled. But like it still looks real enough to where it's uncomfortable and gross. And they just basically put dog penises on humans to make you feel even more uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> anywho. All right, so as uh, as we get to that. Uh, so um, he pays the blind guy like a fake $10 bill that he just drew up, I guess, whatever. Um, that money's through the whole movie. I believe that the absurdist yeah. comedy of this is that they're showing just how fake money actually is as a concept because all the money that's thrown around in this movie is fake money like that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Then they, the son wakes him up the next morning. They goof around and the dad goes, hey, I got to tell you something important. He goes, what? And he flips his ass over in the covers. So he's just spread eagle and he farts uh, right in his son's face. It's just so just out there. It is. Uh, <laughs> that's something. I'm averaging <laughs> seven to eight. What the fuck's a moment yeah. at this point? I, I feel like this movie is written by a bunch of dude bro frat guys. <laughs> I think it's written in the perspective of someone who thinks that it's written for the dude bro frat guys. Yeah. Or they're just really high. And uh or combinations thereof. It could be like one from each column. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit of everything all rolled into the one here. Um Jesus Christ. Uh so uh yeah. So then the sun's cooking a breakfast, bacon, and just a shit ton of grease, and it makes you, again, want to vomit. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky I don't have to eat anymore, I guess, because uh, who needs that? Um, I'll lose weight now because of this movie. This movie is a great for your diet plans. I just want everyone to realize that. Unless you're keto. Unless you're keto. 
Yeah, it's going to make the fat very unappealing if you're keto. Oh, no, it's it's still going to be great uh, for you to lose weight. Now, instead of having to be keto, you just won't eat food anymore. You won't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes out of the way of making all fat-covered things like gravies and everything like that as disgusting and gross as possible. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so anywho, the film almost uh, ruined bacon. Almost. Almost. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty hard to ruin bacon. Yeah. So then we cut to another tour and that is our next clip. And now this very store here is where cool from cool in the gang worked before he exploded onto the disco scene. Anyway, this is the end of big Ronnie's disco tour. Thank you very much for coming and, uh, come again soon. So, where are you taking me tonight, mister? How about a sizzling Cajun hot pot? Well, what about me? Who's going to cook for me? I'm hungry. You'll have to go to a vendor, Dad. You'll have to go get a dog. Not a real dog. Yeah, don't bite into a real dog. Don't bite into a... Woof! 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 Okay, you two can fuck off tonight. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Fucking cunts. I could feast on that queen's ass all night long. Thanks, big honey. Looking forward to a great meal. Of course, of course. I think I read once that these kinds of breadstick are called grissini. Probably. So, um, does your mom live with you too? No, she left when I was small. She met someone new. Well, that's Crapola. Yeah, his name is Ricky Prickles. He's a professional sports coach. He's got the most defined six-pack I've ever seen. Ooh, tell this girl more. I went to stay with Mom and Ricky once. He made me punch him in his six-pack. He didn't feel anything because the muscles were so hard. It was like punching a vacuum-packed bag of roasted sausages. Then he made me do abdominal crunches with him. Barfed all over his carpet. My barf was real orange and tasted fizzy. Ricky Prickles was so mad, he smacked me twice in the face with the flat of his hand. Ricky the Pricky. Then he molested me, sexually harassed me. How old were you? 18. I had long golden hair and a soft mustache. I've never been able to do muscle curls or abdominal crunches. Not all girls like ripped up abs. Yeah, some girls like loyal hearts. Janet, what's wrong? Please, Janet. The tourists I was with the other day were murdered. Hey, 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 hey. You're cute. If I'm cute, you're stunningly beautiful. How can I help you, sir? I want a dog. Give me a dog. One famous dog coming up. I'll make yours extra piquant, yeah? That'll be uno, dos, tres bucks. What the fuck is this shit? This is one famous chili cheese dog. No, this isn't right. I need more grease on this. I need more oil. Sir, I cannot do that. It's against regulations. I could lose my license. I need this oily. I need this to lubricate the world. I need this dog to have some grease on it. So when I eat it, the grease will lubricate my throat. Sir, I cannot do that. It's not safe to use too much oil. I could, I repeat, I could lose my license. You probably think I'm the greasy strangler. That's why he won't grease my dog. In that scene, he does throw down some fake cash that the guy goes for, like it's real, and they're like the fake drawn out one dollar bills before he dips his hot dog in all the fat. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, so all right, 
Yeah, I'm then not... he dips a dog in a thing of fat, and the guy kicks him away, and that ends the 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes. So go ahead. What are you thinking? This is not an easy film to watch. This is not an easy thing for me to say either, what I'm about to say. Yeah. But... All right. In that, the Greasy Strangler does exactly what it is obviously setting out and intending to do so well within the first 20 minutes. I'm just going to declare it here. I think we have another one of those made it so intentionally bad that it became a success and good at what it's doing to where it becomes a good film like Horror House on Highway 5 style. We're already yeah, here this 20 minutes. It's I'm so, agreeing with you. It's so it, fucking awful, it becomes entertaining. Like, you can't yeah. you can't look away anymore, and you're and captivated. It's going to get only worse i know and it's, the dialogue some of the dialogue i have on here that everyone's gonna have to listen to and be molested in their ears with it is fucking horrendous right and it keeps ratcheting up from here the first 20 minutes is essentially a base camp where the yeah. film's gonna throw some things at you it's gonna make you uncomfortable it's gonna make everything feel awkward it's gonna make everything feel awful it's gonna disgust you it's gonna make you want to vomit in some way shape or form and it's trying everything it can with the greasiest most nastiest looking food that the characters can't wait to shove into their mouths with the fact that like every single character has like really serious skin flaws and they're filming very close to it and they're intentionally lighting things in such a way as to make the characters look even more revolting as possible. They're using mm -hmm. the most intentionally unflattering light as they possibly can on the characters. But have you noticed that the backgrounds are lit like a professional crew would fucking do to make the backgrounds pop and look as good as they can? Only yeah. they're in an environment that is so fucking rotten. That house is falling down around them. The fucking city is abandoned and empty. And he's doing disco tours to places lying to people scamming them for what little cash he can have and yeah. everything about this is vile and awful and rotten and yet they make everyone look as horrible as they can and they make everything that looks horrible look as good as it possibly can at the yeah. same time it's an artistic choice to make this film like this and it's obvious in the first 20 minutes to where it is brilliantly executing exactly what it wants to do which is make you feel disgusted and awful the entire time yeah holy <laughs> shit I, I mean, that is fucking I, the way to say it. I can't be angry at this film for doing what it is that it is doing. All I can do is go, well, this is clearly why Boz loved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, sometimes forget that uh, some could be pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, this goes really far out there. You know, like, yeah. it's, it really, really does. And like I said, we're only fucking 20 minutes into it. And yes, it absolutely 100% gets worse. But it's a film called The Greasy Strangler that delivers yeah. a guy covered in grease who strangles people so i can't complain yeah right so it's i mean we're, we're getting what, what what's advertised yeah this is trying to shock and disgust us because it's that kind of film it's a gross out movie and it is doing it fucking brilliantly and it's doing it in a way that it can make me uncomfortable and without having to go with shocking gore that i would actually enjoy it's actually trying yeah. to disgust me with food and other things that like could still disgust me and it's doing uh -huh. it wonderfully that hot dog dipped in oil is the most nasty fucking thing i've ever fucking seen and he yeah. just goes for it and shoves that shit in his mouth and seriously Ugh. i retched several times in this first 20 minutes and it's been yeah. a long fucking time since a movie could do that. And that's what this film's goal is, is to make you wretch. I am just so happy that I was not eating while watching this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had some chips when we were starting to talk about it, and I had to put them aside. I'm done. I can't yeah. have any more. I'm fucking grossed nope. out. I hear you. Yeah, it's not good. It's bad. It's all bad. 
<laughs> well, let's tell them more about it then. Yeah, right? Come on. Let's let's get involved, people. So anyway, the son and the lady, they go back to his place and they're talking kind of like what he does and what he's interested in. And he's like, I, well, he's writing a fantasy novel, obviously. And then he's going to do an audio book where he, he talks about everything and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, it, it's again, some just the most awkward, awkward, awkward stuff. You know, <laughs> she yes. seems so fascinated by the fact that he has this entire fantasy world created and he has all these covers yeah. he drew for himself, yet he hasn't executed much more than the covers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in anything like worth of anything. So then she just happens just to go whatever. And she shows off her tits. He's like, holy shit, my lucky fucking day. Because, you know, look at him. So she's like, yeah. And he goes to suck on one of them. And she's like, whoa, I, I didn't say you could do that. And he's like, oh, my bad. Um, And so then he's Illustrates like, Illustrates consent I pretty well. Uh, He didn't yeah. ask first. And she stopped him just in time. And he accepted. And yes. uh, if she's the type of person that you're you're looking for, this is a thank you movie because nudity yeah. and if yeah there the is other, nudity if the other bodies in this film are the type of thing that you're looking for then i guess to you they're a thank you movie but this film again is not trying to do any nudity flattering it's to make you uncomfortable no. and awkward yeah everything's fucking just kind of off-putting and still very weird um, there is nothing erotic about anything involving these people's sex no no it is all just completely and utterly wrong <laughs> it's just wrong it's cringe um, amplified to comedy. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, I wonder where my dad went because he can't find his dad anywhere. Which is and, really fucking weird to say right after someone just showed yeah. you her boobs. Yeah. He goes, where's dad? And so then we see uh, dad's eating the hot dog that he dipped in grease. Then he dips himself in grease and then goes and he kills the vendor who's sitting on the toilet. And it's that is really just off putting. And he's like chokes him so hard, his eyeballs pop out and they end up in a frying pan. So he fries up the eyeballs and uh, he uh, he eats them. Uh, I want to so, point out that uh, the thing the guy was taking a crap in was like an RV. And I think it was like an yeah. Airstream vehicle, which is really rare. And I don't mm -hmm. know much about it, but it was a really fascinating RV. And I think they just picked it because of its weird, awkward, somewhat hot dog shape because he couldn't afford to paint it like a hot dog. Right. I think uh, I think you're exactly right on that. So anywho, um, so then he takes, of course, another car wash. And the next day, dad and son, they're meeting a new guy. And that is our next clip. All right. Big Braden. Hey, Oinker. You ready to hit the horror house? Hey, you didn't tell me you were out tonight. Two nights in a row is not permitted unless I come with you. Or I could evict you. Dad, I told you this morning you were too groggy to pay attention. Or too stoned on fart fumes. Brayden told me you trumped a real humdinger the other day. He said you cut the world's biggest cheese. He said his eyes were watering. I'm joining you at the horror house tonight. I'm free tonight, so I'm coming with you to the horror house. But, Dad... If you don't let me come, I'm going to tell Janet that you haven't even stuck one finger up a girl's pussy yet, okay? Oinker, where did you get those shoes? I'm renting them, and I'm absolutely loving it. Very good shoes, Oinker. <laughs> okay. The guy calls him Oinker. He also is, he's wearing a pig nose. <laughs> All right, so... 
Cut to the horror house. It's of course it's like a it's just a movie theater, and they get popcorn, and he pours a whole shit ton of grease all over the popcorn. Yeah, and he then there's the butter it. and something or the frying trap and dumps it on there, and they all seem to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they later on steal a bunch of grease from the vigil for that vendor that he killed, and then you see both of them cooking for Dad as he's hit the table. Just some weird ass shit going Screaming on. Screaming right grease. He's going grease, yeah. grease, grease, grease while they're cooking for him. And it's like this weird montage of them somehow bonding with his dad. Yeah, it's uh it's um it's un it's off putting. Um so <laughs> anyway about this is off putting, yes. Yeah. Uh they're having a dinner with the Janet. And the dad says he, he likes to make extra virgin olive oil in his room. Well, then we cut to the son and Janet. They start fucking and she's riding him and he is being the most awkward you can fucking be. Uh, he's like, he just keeps saying if he's doing it right. He's just laying there. She's on top. And he's like, am I doing this right? And it's, it is really just really <laughs> He's literally left my balls off. Yeah. He's literally just basically voicing the opinion that every person <laughs> the entire time that they have ever had sex for the first time thinks is, am I doing <laughs> it right? Are they having a good time? If you, if you care about <laughs> other people or the person you're fucking, you want to yeah. know they're having a good time too. And you're just concerned that like, you know, you're not doing this wrong. You just want to make sure that everything's okay. Cause you don't really know it's your first time. And that's exactly yeah. what he's doing, but he's saying it out loud and blurting it out and just basically asking. Asking for some kind of reassurance, and she's completely, completely ignoring him in her own world. Doing, but her she's, own I mean, thing. she looks like she's having a good time. And then instead of saying anything, she licks her finger and shoves it right up his asshole. Right, and then immediately yeah. he stops worrying about whether or not he's doing any good or not. Because now he he can't ask any questions. Because I'm pretty sure that, you know, he was a virgin. This is the first time he's ever having sex. And now something's up his asshole. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're not asking a lot of questions after that. Right. She took him around the bend to a full experience that probably shouldn't happen your first time without some discussion. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're you're exactly right. There should be, you know, a lot of discussion when that's getting ready to happen. (laughs) Right. People need consent before you can just put something up another other person's rectum clip we can move on yeah 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 uh, I, at this point i don't know how this whole movie is going to get clipped well so that anyway that particular clip that you said is basically like don't put something in someone without consent i mean that is a yeah. clip that we should be playing yeah right that's actually a really good clip right um so then we cut to dad is literally making olive oil <laughs> in this room he wasn't lying <laughs> it's so fucking gross and weird it is so gross anyway so the next weird. morning next morning <laughs> she wakes up and uh she's like in the dining room and the dad's eating some food and he greases up a grapefruit and then starts fingering the grapefruit going down on it while she's staring at him it's so fucking gross <laughs> it, 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 it it goes on forever <laughs> Even if you're not grossed out by food play like this, it's really fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, so then she's taking a piss. She's sitting on the pot, taking a piss. And the dad, she sees someone outside the door. She's wondering if it's the dude she just boned. And it's like, no, it's Big Ronnie. She's like, what do you want? He, he literally says he wants to watch her pee. And brush his teeth. Yeah. But the watching her pee part was first. That's more important. Yeah. And then So he comes in anyway. He starts brushing his teeth. She starts peeing again. And they just maintain eye contact. All the while, the awkward cringe increases and intensifies. They never stop ratcheting it up, ever. No, it is just the worst. And he's smiling and brushing his teeth. And it is 
Uh, so fucking cringe, dude. It, it really is so is the so fucking worst. Yeah, but it, it becomes so awkward that you start awkwardly laughing at it, and then you say what the fuck to yourself, and then you start just cackling madly because yeah. it's so awkward, and you don't know what else to do but to cover that awkwardness with laughter. And that's yeah. how this film gets you. Yeah, oh God. Later on, she's having a cigarette outside, and the sun comes out, and that is our next clip. Hey, beautiful Janet. Go ahead, Brayden. Are we exclusive? Because my dad said he watched you go pee. Excuse me, I'm talking to you. Okay, I get it. We're playing a sort of silent game, right? Do you like me? Are you a bullshit artist? <laughs> I don't know what to think about anything right now. You're amazing. Don't be exclusive because my dad said he watched you pee. Oh, it's so fucking awkward. See that? Okay, I'm going to... Oh. I'm going to play the clip as the clip goes, just so everybody can experience it. But that's going to be an yeah. outtake because that is a legitimate reaction this film brings oh. from you every time. Oh, it's so fucking I have awkward. not heard that line, not once. And I, I watched it, then listening to it to record the clip, and now listening to it again three straight times, and I can't not laugh. It's fucking impossible. Holy shit. It's sound logic. Are they exclusive? Because his dad just watched her pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so fucking weird. It's just okay. So anyway, uh, the dad is watching them have this conversation and he looks psychotic and pissed. Then we cut to that must be after another date. They're laying in bed and Janet was ahead and sucks off the sun. Uh, so he's getting to have that kind of fun in his life. And it's over uh, with extremely quickly, according to the movie, which is very awkward. Yeah. And gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, the dad, he gets uh, dressed up again, and he uh, goes in, or he gets greased up again, and then he goes and kills the pig dude, and he tears his nose off, and if I'm not mistaken, he grabs, a, oh god, I'm gonna bother it, he, <laughs> he grabs a I'll glob of- I'll do it, I'll do it, uh, it's fine, I got it. Go I got ahead. You. Yeah, you just, you, you just kind of earmuffs for a second, and then I'll tell you All when right. it's done, alright. Uh, so apparently- um, Oinker or whatever had no real nose and that's why he wore the pig nose and just went by the name Oinker and so he removes the fake nose and dips his finger down into the cavity oh. where Oinker's nose used to be pulling out a glob of snot blood and a bunch of other things and tastes it just so that we can all be disgusted and I myself also retched at that moment and felt really, really oh. queasy when I saw it yes god damn yeah I don't ever have to eat again I'm just I'm gonna lose like 50 pounds it's gonna be great it was uh, so fucking grody, dude. This new diet plan is something else. Um, <laughs> Watch a greasy strangler whenever you're hungry. You're fine. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, he goes through back through the car wash. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. <laughs> Every time he goes through the car wash, dude's hanging dong out there. That yeah. fake dong, which never shifts left or right, no matter how he walks. It stays dead fucking center. Dead center, man. It doesn't flap at all. That thing just hangs. <laughs> and it just has the red rocket into it like a dog. It's so weird. Ugh. It does not look human. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. It does not look human at all. <laughs> they do this shit intentionally. It's so fucking yeah. weird weird and so fucking just okay i tried to wrap my head around it at this point in the film like how do i describe this because it's the, the aesthetic and the overall feel of the film like i i don't know where to kind of categorize it all i can do is kind of give you amalgamations of filmmaker techniques that sort of 
explain just how out there this film will get in my eyes. So it feels like because of the disgusting body humor and like the that style of like ironic gross out humor, it feels like a John Waters script, which was then developed by David Lynch, who went on to just be a producer and decided not to direct and then handed it over to like a Gormeister like Peter Jackson. You know what I'm saying? To actually just go and do like bad taste style film from all of those other elements without actually changing the script after the producer developed it a little bit and put his spin on it because it gets that weird and esoteric like hidden uh meanings of things seem like they're there but at the same time it's just in your face disgusting (laughs) and like you think like there's somebody trying to tell a burning story here but at the same time you think it's just someone who's trying to fuck with you and you're not quite sure what's going on and you're fucking angry about it and the film just keeps ratcheting that feeling up and you realize that no it's just supposed to make you awkward it's supposed to be uncomfortable everything about this film is supposed to be on off-putting and it's intentionally filmed this way because again every bit of lighting everything is very very precise in the way that they are creating this film it is not haphazardly put together the editing is really well done the lighting is very specific and very much scene for scene changes depending upon the feel that they're trying to go for this was a well thought out and well planned film that is just literally trying to be as fucking terrible and hard to watch as possible for you like and it does and they try so hard and they execute it so well that it really does just feel like a giant piece of shit that they didn't care about because they're tricking your brain into thinking that because of all the awful they're showing you (laughs) and it is awful (laughs) right i mean it accomplishes its goal by making awful so well It's yeah. so fucking just, I hate it for this. I'm angry at this movie. I am like, I fucking resent what this movie does because it's so well made. It should not be this fucking awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just fucking terrible. <laughs> we can move on. It, 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 and just gross. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's intentionally doing all of this. Yeah. It's all, it's everything that's happening here. It's not unintentional. This is how it was meant to be. It's just deliberately stupid and off-putting and gross and exploitative and wrong and everything that you think you want a movie to be, but then does it in such a way that it's also unpleasant, but you can't stop watching it because it's keeping your attention. Exactly. All right. Well, the next 20, if you're done. I am. All right. The next 20. Well, the guys talk, and that is our next clip. thinking I should spend some time with Janet. Why, Dad? I know women. I don't want to see you get hurt, Okay. I should spend some time getting to know her, alone. Yeah, so you can be a smoothie to her and make her love you. Bullshit. I just know a lot more about women than you do. Women like me. Yeah, why did mom leave then? She left because you used to get into our bed and poop all over her leg. That's a lie and you know it. Sorry, it's not. She yelled it from a moving car when she was leaving. Bullshit artist. You mean meeting Ricky Prickles with his ripped up abdominal muscles had nothing to do with her leaving? That's it for you, Colonel Crapper. Sergeant Shizzly, you're evicted. Dad! You've only got three and a half hours to vacate the property. No! Okay, you're not really evicted, but you will be if you don't let me spend some time getting to know Janet. But she seems nice. She seems like a nice, true girl. I don't want this cunt to fuck you up and leave you lonely. Okay, fine, take her out. I guess it could help. I trust you, Dad. I'm Big Ronnie and I'm back! Where are you taking her? Oh, this little nightclub I took your mother to once. Is it romantic? 
Put it this way, is it exclusive? You bet it is. Are there expensive, high-quality creme cocktails? Well, what the fuck do you think? I'm expecting to run up a formidable bar bill tonight. Fifteen bucks for a luxuriously creamy, pussy-ass daiquiri, motherfuckers. That's kind of pricey for a drink. It's not a drink. It's liquid sex. Just don't be a smoothie with her. I really like this girl. You can be a smoothie with women. Bullshit artist. Dad, you're a smoothie. I'm not. R2. Well, kind of am. You called bullshit, and you were right. Okay. All right. Jesus. So they're dancing in the club, and then they leave, and they're talking, and while it's dialogue, and you have to hear it if I did, that's our next clip. I used to run a nightclub. I booked all the disco acts. I knew them personally. One time, I had to drive Michael Jackson to the airport, and on the way, we decided to stop at this little blues club because he wanted to kick back with a bottle of wine and a cigar. It was a quiet night. He was eating these delicious nachos, and I broke into the DJ booth, and I put Smooth Criminal on the sound system. I wanted a boogie, and so did Michael. He got up and started dancing on the table, and the security guard came up, tried to take him down, so I punched him the fuck out. And then this other guy comes up, and Michael hit him. And he hit him so hard, his hair fell out. And then these two Korean twins came on to us. So we took him into the manager's office, and we started pumping away at them. And Michael and I were just pumping and pumping, and then we sprayed him with hot milky cum. And everybody applauded. Then he gave me one of his gloves, and I drove him to the airport. He was going to Rome for some top-secret meeting. Wow. You must have had some amazing adventures. Yeah, I should have had more, but I had Braden to raise. He was a horrible kid, crying all the time. His mother left because he was so horrible. He's never had a girlfriend because he craps the bed most nights. I was 16 when I had him. I was a kid with a bed-crapping kid. I can't do that, mister. Why not? Oh, no reason. I think I might be in love with your son, that's all. You're in love with Braden? Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my juicy cherry lips. <laughs> I can't do that. It feels weird. Bullshit artist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then he dances around the spotlight on him, cock flapping again. So Yeah, we thanks. forgot to mention that. He has a specific his disco elf. outfit where it's just his dick hanging out and then he tucks yeah. it into one of the pant legs, one or the yeah. other. It changes depending upon the scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I don't I don't really know what I else mean, to I say. Like dick. <laughs> <laughs> That was a perfect well-timed drop. Um, <laughs> we need to move on, though. Yeah, all right. So anyway, uh, uh, Janet is watching him dance around. Uh, then we get to Janet kind of just sitting with Brayden. Because, you know, of course, if Brayden or his dad are in their house, they're only in these really bikini short type shit with no shirt on. They're always, always, always in a state of undress. Sometimes and, they have the thong on, too. Yeah. Not necessarily they are talking meant to wear either. Yeah, right. And they're talking. That is our next clip. Nothing happened. I promise. I believe you. We just talked. He told me about his nights with Michael Jackson. Well, that wasn't the real Michael Jackson he was friends with. That was an MJ lookalike who used to cruise Hollywood as a male prostitute. He shot himself recently. He put a gun to his head in the middle of the street. They say the bullet folded his head in half. Can I ask you something? Was my dad a smoothie? Did he get smooth on you? Hello? Oh, I got some bad news. 
Oiker is dead. Okay, so now I'm shit scared, Janet. That's him, all right. That's my best friend. I need a timeout. Let's go to the table. What are you thinking, Brayden? I'm thinking I'm going to investigate the greasy strangler killings myself. No, Brayden. That's too dangerous. I'm not afraid of dying if that's what you mean. I'm going to find the greasy strangler. He brutally murdered the Indian guy. He brutally murdered Oinker. I'm going to make sure he never murders anyone else. I'm going to expose the greasy strangler. Then I'm going to kill him. What are you doing, Bray Bray? Gathering evidence. I'm falling for you. I'm falling for you hard and fast, and I'm shit scared. I'm shit scared right now. I've got to expose the greasy strangler. My dad a smoothie. Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> We're almost done, man. We are making it. Yep. We're going through there. There's only right. six clips. So left. uh that was the end of that clip. Okay. So he gets a phone call and they find out his bro is dead. And uh and uh so they go to the crime scene and uh you know and he it's really weird because he's flipping out and then he goes, We need to go to the table for a timeout, and then he, they eat Cheetos puffs. In this every, you just want to ruin everything this movie so <laughs> they eat, yeah they ruin cheese puffs for you too yeah 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 it's uh fuck. so anyway uh then they're talking he says he's gonna find out who the killer is himself and he collects some grease off the ground and that's disgusting um then he feeds his dad the grease on a toast and that is our next clip this is delicious it's on this toast just oil like you normally have. Bullshit artist. This isn't the oil we usually use, is it? Let's just say it's new oil. Where did you get it? I think you have an idea where I got it, Dad. I think you know exactly where I got this delicious oil! Hello? Janet, it's me. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just losing my mind. I think my dad might be the greasy strangler. No, don't come over. It's too dangerous. I couldn't bear to lose you. I yearn for you, but I have to protect you now. Let's have phone sex quickly. Imagine me stroking your clitoris with a pink feather, and then you cradle my sack. I'm tickling your sack. Yes. Come on, Rodney. Play the game. Okay, bye. All right. Uh, so then uh, he goes to uh, talk to his dad, but his dad's gone. Uh, uh, the dad ends up going to a disco with the blind guy. He says, hey, let's go to the disco. And the blind guy's, yeah, let's do it. And then the dad farts in the blind guy's face. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, he brings the blind guy to dinner. The son wants to go with him to the disco, but the blind guy's, fuck no. They leave. Uh, the son goes searching through his dad's stuff, finds some really weird shit. It's uh, really fucking awkward um, and, and and quite fucking gross. Uh, so it's basically tons of jars of oil, grease, it, fat, everything it, like that. It pictures and pictures of him fucking people. Yeah, that um, too. yeah. Yeah. Oof. All right. So uh, then he calls Janet and that is our next clip. Hello. Come over now. I'm shit scared. I love you. Oh, 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 I feel so sexy. But seriously, imagine if I farted now. I'm scared, Janet. Hey, 
You look deliciously sexy tonight. Thank you. How was your night? It was terrific. We danced a lot, and we had a lot of really creamy cocktails. A lot of cows got milk so we could have fun tonight. Their teats supplied the creamy milk that was in our cocktails tonight. Trust me. Oh, really? Did you spray any girls with that hot milky cum? Well, that's kind of top secret. Want to come in and do something sensual? <laughs> yeah. This episode's yeah. going to be so long because every clip's going to be played twice so people can hear our reactions, too. Oh, God. I <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Jesus. All right. So anyway, Dad pours oil all over her and starts rubbing it on her and rubbing her down as we cut to the son crying in his room as his father cucks him. So thanks, movie. I don't know. I thought he was sobbingly masturbating while listening to them fuck. Yeah, uh, that's the, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know if he was masturbating or not, but you know what? For this movie, it probably doesn't surprise me. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, just because I thought I saw it doesn't mean it didn't actually happen. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, God. So, anyway, uh, the next morning, the two reflect on how they've probably been fucking all night. Uh, then uh, Dad and the son have a little t- chat. We're walking down the street, and that is our next clip. Officially dating Janet. We made it official last night. We sealed it with a kiss. Bullshit artist. Janet and I are exclusive. There's no reason to talk of this anymore. Bullshit artist. 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 You, sir, are a horseshit artist. I call bullshit on that. I'm detecting the unmistakable scent of. Wait for it. Horseshit? No, your answer is completely wrong. The correct answer is. What's the correct answer? Wait. Tell me the correct answer. The correct answer is. Horseshit! That's what I said, Dad. Ah, bullshit! You're covered in horseshit! Bullshit artist! You're officially the world's biggest bullshit and horseshit artist! Bullshit! Horseshit! Cat shit! Tiger shit! Lion shit! Duck shit! Walrus shit! Penguin shit! King penguin shit! B U double L S H I T! New word! A R T I S T! Spells bullshit artist! I say again, bullshit artist! Bully, bully, bullshit! Janet was my first! She loved me only! Well, I call bullshit on that one, because last night I claimed her pussy. Oh, you claimed her pussy, but you never claimed her heart! Don't make me evict you! I'm getting really close to throwing your whiny ass out of my house forever! This pasta is perfect. This is officially the best meal you have ever cooked. Just the right amount of oil. Thanks. You could serve this pasta at any premium restaurant on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. It's called farfalla, shaped like a bow tie. I know. And the best part is, it's fantabulously greasy. Bravo. I normally shoot about six ropes of cum, and then dribble a little of the clear stuff. But baby, I'm all about the ropes. I'm the Spider-Man of Cocktown. Or the Tarzan of Cum Jungle. Oh. 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 
You're so much more than a hot, wet pussy. You could be my forever love. Really? Yeah. Huh. You're a hootie tootie disco cutie. I'm a hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. That happened. You and and we listened to it. Yep. That, all of us. So, yeah. We all we all went through that together. So I hope we all just just remember one another in these times. All right. <laughs> just remember we're doing this for Boz, man. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this for Boz. All right. Let's just all let's just all remember each other during these tough times. Uh <laughs> we can go. We can go. It's good. Just, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, by the way, they continue to chant while the sun goes crazy. And that is the end of that 20 before we go into our final 30. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to add. Let's just fucking barrel through it and finish her off. Yeah, let's get it done. Final 30. The dad, uh, uh, the dad in the center are walking and the dad starts growling at the sun for whatever reason. Uh, the, uh, the son starts working on a different book of his and then he stares in the mirror with his micro penis. Uh, so there's that for you too. Uh, he has a, he, he definitely has a micro penis. That's not the first time that they show it. And it's also not the last, but it is the most prominent that he's just staring at yeah. himself. And yeah. yeah. And then he's like, hi, Jed. It says in the mirror, it's fucking really awkward and gross and I I I, I wonder how many times I've his... said the word awkward in this fucking show because it's got to be a fucking lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to um get acclimated and become comfortable with his body and yeah. feel good about himself, and he's trying to do like an affirmation of some sort. But us having to watch it is extremely uncomfortable and awkward. Absolutely. Yes. Well, anyway. He goes into the kitchen. There's Janet topless and they talk and that's our next clip. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> You're up late. Yeah, I'm working on a novel. <sighs> the fantasy one? No, it's an urban cyber thriller called Revenge Incorporated. It's set in a dark future where revenge is outlawed, but there's a company you can hire to get revenge for you. I've been dreaming about you throughout these long, hot nights. Do you miss me? Yeah. I sort of miss you. I'm lost and lonely for you. Basically, I love you. <sighs> Don't say that. Unless you mean it, of course. Why is the sky blue? Because blue is your favorite color. <sighs> you cornball. Yeah, I'm a cornball, remember? I love you, though. I love you. I've wanted to say it for so long. It feels good to hear it, if I'm honest. Give yourself to me for all time. Don't say that. This girl's confused. <laughs> If I could write your name on the moon, I would, with my own blood. And also, I want to marry you. Okay. I loved you from the moment I saw you on the disco tour. I'm a romantic at heart. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, we see while this is happening, the dad is listening. So, you know, there's that as well. Need not looking happy. Anyway, she goes into Ronnie's room and see, she sees a bunch of grease on the floor. Then she oh touches it and puts it in her mouth on the floor. I know. It's worse than when the dad was fed the grease from the cigarette box that was scraped up off the floor. Because she knows what it is. She knows yeah. what's there, but she still needs to taste it. And it's so gross. God, I'm going to vomit. Oh, I know. I'm chewing it back myself. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> and it's almost worse talking about it because I'm so concentrated on doing notes and 
and, and shit like that. I'm not really thinking about it. Yeah, it's when worse I listening it. to the clips because it's playing back in your head and you have to picture yeah. it, and that's the worst part. Yeah, and now I think about all this shit. I'm like, oh, god damn. Anyway, <laughs> Ronnie then kills the blind friend of his and cuts off his head, dances with it, goes through another car wash. The son calls for a detective, and he gets a hold of a man named Detective Jody. Well, Detective Jody shows up. It's the fucking dad. <laughs> Wearing weird, like, Fu Manchu nails that he got out of a cereal yeah. box, kind of. Yeah, and, and like, a fake... mustache and, and fake braces. Yeah, fake teeth with braces on them. That like It's all stuff he bought out of a gimmick shop. And they yeah. fall for it and think that he's an actual police detective. It's so yeah. dumb and yeah. so awful and so awkward. It's, uh, it's, it's literally all the fucking worst. So, so then, all right. So Detective showed, Jody shows up. Well, this is weird and stupid. That's our next clip. I am Jody. And if your hunch is correct, you are the son of the greasy strangler. Come on in, Jody. I like your jacket. You see this oil, Jody? Looks like the oil from the murder crime scene. I can verify that. This oil is scrumptious and very good for the skin. That's evidence against the greasy strangler. Did you know... Jody needs to oil his glasses. Now we shall go downstairs and discuss the case. But first, Jody needs to wash his face. Your dada may well be the greasy strangler. Unfortunately, I cannot proceed with this case any further as there is no evidence. Please end all inquiries here. What about the oil on his floor? Circumstantial evidence is meaningless. Please end all inquiries here. So we're on our own. Please end all inquiries here. Come on, Jody, please. Please end all inquiries here. Correct. Please end all inquiries here. Great. Well, you've been most helpful, Mr. Jody. I know my dad's the greasy strangler. I guess I'll have to expose him on my own. Not on your own. Jody needs to go now. So then the dad leaves and uh, he changes and then uh, and goes change back to the dad's clothes. Then we cut to the couple in bed. And that is our next clip. I'm really glad I met you, Brayden. That relationship with Rico left me in a real bad space. Like the worst. That sounds horrible. Brayden, can I tell you something? Is it about Rico? No, it's about love. I love you. Holy shit. Will you marry me? Yes, I will, mister. Dad! Were you here the whole time? Yes! Don't hide under Brayden's bed! Hey, you're my girlfriend. And by the way, he wouldn't even exist if he hadn't flown out of my long, juicy prickus. And as for you, as your father, I forbid you to marry. And one other thing, you're evicted. So it's time for you to fuck off. We're leaving right now, and we're leaving gladly. Brain will be moving into my place. He'll be much happier there, and he can twaddle my twat anytime that he wants. And I don't care if he craps on the bed. I'll rub it on my tits. Yeah, Dad, we don't need you, and it kills you to think that Janet loves me. But guess what? I love her. And you were right about one thing, though. 
though, Dad. She is a hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Just so you know, he tried to impress me with a loud fart once. He put his legs behind his head and shouted, "Someone's cutting the cheese!" Instead of just gas, a big glob of turd flew out of his butt like a rocket. It did a loop de loop near the wall and landed on the bed. So if anyone's a bed crapper around here, it's him. That must have been tough. Yeah, looked like a big brown finger. He was pointing right at me. If he really is the greasy strangler, you have to kill him. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That must have been tough. <laughs> Oh, this is rough, dude. Oh, this fucking movie. Oh, I love it. It must have been tough. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, all right, so then the dad busts in. He's all greased up now, and he knocks out the sun and takes Janet. Son wakes up, and he freaks out, and he says, I could be the greasy strangler, too, and greases himself up. Finds dad killing Janet in the movie theater. He helps. They both pop out her eyeballs and eat them. While enjoying the film. Yeah, while enjoying the film. They car wash together. Then they walk on the beach, and that's our final clip. You're all right, Braden. Thanks, Dad. That means a lot coming from you. We never really got along, though, did we? Yeah, by which I mean, nah. (laughs) It wasn't always like that. You were a cute baby. I used to love cradling you. You cheesy old cornball. Well, you were a baby. A tiny baby. You probably won't remember this, but when you were small, we stayed on John Travolta's luxury yacht in the Caribbean. We sailed around the islands from Port-au-Prince to Montego Bay. Wow, I really don't remember that. You called it. Yeah, and John said you were a good kid and you had good energy. Okay, John Travolta talking about Braden. Kind of trying to process that. Me and John were busting our butts on a big business deal. That's kind of amazing, Dad. Yeah, he offered me a chance to move to New Orleans to open a big disco with uh, very expensive drinks, a billiards room, a cherry-colored funky dance floor. There was going to be a pink limo to cruise the Big Easy and pick up those hot dancing mamacitas. It was going to be called John and Ron's Dance Jungle. But you were small. I really didn't want to leave you with Mom and Ricky Prickles. Are you glad I moved in with you? Hey, I'd rather be here with you than in New Orleans with John Travolta. But you really annoyed me. Your food was dry, and you made it really hard to score ass. Look, I'm being honest here. Fair enough, I reckon, mate. That's probably why I screwed your girlfriend up a butthole. (laughs) I reckon, mate. She was disgusting, wasn't she? Yeah. She was gross. Gotta say, she was kind of gross. Her pussy hair was like dried grass. Yeah, like the kind you see on those African wildlife shows. Sort of all dry and orangey. (laughs) (laughs) She faked all her orgasms with me. She definitely did with you. We don't need her. Let's kill Ricky Prickles. Let's Let's kill kill Ricky Prickles. Prickles. Let's kill Ricky Prickles. Let's kill Ricky Prickles! So they grease themselves up again and they do chase Ricky Prickles and they kill him and pull his head apart and eat some of it and then they bury him and then as they're wandering around they spy themselves they don't know how this is possible they watch themselves get put up against posts and killed by a shooting squad Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then their heads explode with 
like dust and shit. Like champagne comes flying out or it's like all yeah. oil or grease or something. I don't know what. And then they walk around with spears and they go to attack and uh, roll credits. <laughs> So uh, I think the ending is intentionally as confounding and weird and dumb and awful as the rest of the film is. Uh, and it's supposed to be left to your interpretation. But why would this yeah. point would you even bother trying to figure out what's going on? You just accept that, yes, this is something that just happened in the film and fuck, it's finally over. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's being so fucking awful. Uh, I resent it for it. It's it does this so well. It's so yeah, how, how dare it be crafted. that good. Yeah. It's deliberately crafted to be this plain awful just to make it that much more unpleasant of an experience to watch because that was the intention and it's obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is it, it is that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm done Christ. talking about this fucking movie. Let's do a uh, quick me, story time and be over. Oh God, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with this movie. I can assure you we'll come up with something. All right, up next uh, for the Pirate Radio edit, the band Psycho Stick with the song Because Boobs. Because Boobs. When we come back, we'll have a story time right after this. Psycho stick because boobs. Because boobs. <laughs> and maybe that can help you lead into a story time. Story time. Story time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't fucking. God, yeah, damn. yeah. Well, if you don't have something, I'll I'll try to come up with something off the top of my head. For you, go ahead. Okay, so there was a time when uh, your boy Court here in his day would try to find something that would create exactly the same kind of feeling that he got from watching The Greasy Strangler, which is unabashed, uncontrolled revulsion. I wanted uh -huh. to feel something, and I had a hard time getting offended by pretty much anything. You know, like, like it, it, nothing really seemed to bog me in a horror movie, you know, because I could tell it wasn't real or, or what have you and whatever. And it gets to a point in your life where you start to hear certain names of certain things that are so extreme and so over the top and so out there that maybe you can't handle it. And mm -hmm. then you start thinking to yourself at this age, you know, give or take whenever it is that you reach this point in your life that, you know, mine lasted well into my 20s, uh, but it started when I was about 11 or 12-ish. Uh, yeah. I, you want to know how bad can it get? What can I, how much more shock can I stand? You know, you need to yeah. know these things. You start experimenting, you start running just about everything. And by the time I was about 13, I think, I had gone through all of the normal 
normal f- horror s- franchises that everybody had seen. I had already done the renting everything in a horror section from A to Z just to make sure that I saw it all in a store. You know what I'm saying? Like in double check mm-hmm. to make sure that I got them all. I had already gone through the last house on the left and, you know, just before dawn and, and like all of those movies that we talked about for the worst weekend of my life that, you know, was really quite shocking. Like uh, <laughs> House on the Edge of the Park ended up being like way too much and I didn't understand, you know, all of the, the shock value that I was actually pumping into my brain. But at yeah. some point, right around 13 or 14 is when I was like, okay, well, this isn't doing it anymore. This isn't, you know, giving me the same effect. And that's around the first time that I tried to rent Basis of Death. And I want to um, talk about how a very young 13-year-old court looked like an adult male <laughs> and how he was able to walk out with not only Faces of Death 1, but also Faces of Death 2, Faces of Death 3, and I think Phases or Traces, which was another version that had like actual autopsy footage and stuff like that at the tender age of 13 without a video store clerk really needing to see an ID. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I go to the store as I normally do. And when I'm 13 years old, I'm already developing a full beard. Um, mm-hmm. It started growing very quickly on me. It wasn't super dark um, and it wasn't like super thick, but it was enough of a beard to where you would think that I was probably at least 17 and just couldn't grow a beard. Yeah. Maybe 18. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. really question it much. Um, I got you. I had a job like even back then when I was fucking 13. So I was wearing work clothes and I was getting dropped off to go rent what I needed to rent um, by someone in my family. I can't remember who at the video store while they picked up food for everybody and we were all going to go back to work. And then I was going to grab videos to after work to go home and watch. So that's yeah. where I'm getting the stuff. And um, I'm standing there with Faces of Death 1, 2, and 3, and then like Traces of Death or Phases of Death or one of the other ones. I watched all of them in a row when I rented them like at the age of 13. And the lady's like wanting to see my ID. And I'm like, oh, come on, lady. Really? I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, look at me. I'm clearly a working man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I sh- <laughs> look, you know, I was like, I gotta, you know, like, come on, please. And she's like, no, I really need to see an ID. This could be my job, right? And so yeah. I'm just standing there and like, oh, God, how am I going to get away with this? Or how am I going to at least exit this? Like, I'm getting ready to make a scene and just be like, forget it. I just don't want to rent from you anyway, you know, or something along those lines. I'm ready to do this. I'm just waiting for some kind of relief, something that can actually happen, right? Yeah. So the person that dropped me off that I was working with in my family comes into the video store and starts bawling me out. Like, why are you taking forever holding up the fucking shift and like yelling at me about all this stuff? And I'm like looking at him yelling at me about taking so long, pointing at the clerk at the counter like, hey, I'm checking out. You know, I'm trying to wrap this up and he makes the situation so awkward for everyone. Uh, This family member of mine yelling at me, like just deriding me and just debasing me about wasting people's time for my stupid fucking videos and all of this stuff. Right. And I'm like, lady, can you help me out here? I just need to fucking go. Do we have to do this? And she's just like quietly grabs my rental card, swipes it, gets all the stuff to put on the account, takes the fucking cash out of my hand, throws them in a bag and just hands me the bag, like just looking all awkward embarrassed while the guy's still deriding me all the way out the store. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so that's how I got away with renting all those movies at the age of fucking 13. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty much the most awkward situation I could think of too that fits in with the type of thing that yeah. happens in Greasy Strangler. Yeah, there you go. Oh boy. I still I don't even know if I still have anything. Jesus Christ. Um trying to think any kind of story time or if I've used up my lifelines here. Um <laughs> I, I can do a two for for you if you want and just uh, fall on the sword because I just thought of another one if you'd like. Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. 
All right, this is when I was in college, right? Um, yeah. This has this has to do with some of the awkwardness of someone sleeping with someone else's person that they are dating in the house, and like the oh, there you triangle go. awkwardness, right? Yeah. Um, so this is right after I was in college, or shortly after. Um, some friends of mine lived in like a house apartment, and they had like the regular first floor of the house, and then the basement, right? And then yeah. it was like a four-story old-school Pittsburgh house, right? And then like it was like another set of stairs you'd go up, and then there was like two floors that was like another like condo-ish kind of thing that people could live on. So there there was folks that they knew that uh, they were currently going to the same school with that lived on the top floor of the apartment like building area that was like those two uh, room, like two story uh, townhouse thing. And there was like four of them in there in like a four bedroom house or whatever. And then yeah. the, the regular floor was the people that I hung out with and there was like three or four of them that lived in there at the time or whatever. And there was a lot of parties that happened at this place. Well, I'm just hanging out watching movies with my friend who basically basically had the basement as his room in this house and we're all just sitting around and watching horror and all of a sudden the people from the building's like top floor area come down and it's like these two folks that are not boyfriend and girlfriend who are um, just supposed to be roommates and they come down to hang out with us to watch the horror movie and we're like oh okay cool you know uh, but they're just kind of all friends or, or what have you and then all of a sudden she just leans back into the gentleman and like they're caressing each other and uh, rocking back and forth while we're all watching the horror movie I clock this out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, they're not a couple. Her boyfriend's upstairs passed out. What the Ooh, fuck? You know yeah, what I mean? Like I good. clock this and that goes through my head. I nudge my friend sitting next to me on uh, the sofa and cock my head in such a manner like, what the fuck? As in gesturing, as in what the fuck are you seeing this? Are they actually dating? What's going on? That dude's upstairs passed out that's supposed to be her boyfriend. And yeah. my friend gives me that knowing nod where you raise your eyebrow like, yeah, that's fucking sus. What the fuck? fuck so we nudge with our foot the other person like trying to be like nonchalant about it that's directly in front of us laying on the floor watching the movie they look up at me they look over at my friend we do the nudge thing we all give the gestures of like hey and just about this time there's like a back rub thing and then he says are you ready to go upstairs like all sexy and stuff and she goes yeah yeah like all oh. turn her overdrive like oh, in no. front of all of us watching the movie with them what the fuck right and they just go the fuck upstairs and we just pause the movie and we're all sitting there going well what do we do are we supposed to right? tell the boyfriend like do we want to ruin this relationship like how do we handle this what are we supposed to do and for the rest of the night we're just sitting there awkwardly watching this horror film in silence trying to figure out exactly what would be the right or wrong thing to do in this situation knowing fully what we just witnessed and what was going on damn <laughs> That's some hardcore shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That that shit happened in front of us and we're all still wondering why, how, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. That uh by the way that uh particular triangle did not end well. Things were bad. Things were very very bad at the end of that. I don't think anybody got killed, but it got close. It got Ooh. really it, re it got well, really I'm sure. at the end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that's awkward relationship and uh also the first time that I I got to rent something like that at 13. I clearly got away with way too much with video rental clerks not caring and wondering. <laughs> right. Jesus. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and end the fucking show. So uh, with that, we are going to play yet another Woo. Psycho Stick song with the song so heavy. Each word has got its own period, so it's an individual sentence. We'll play the Legion Patreon ad, and then right after that, Psycho Stick. And uh, when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, 
Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Psycho Stick is so much fucking fun. They're just goofing that off. That is some heavy shit. Yeah, and they are so heavy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so heavy. It's a lot of fun to listen to Psycho Stick. And uh, yeah, some of the stuff might not be your bag, but hey, that stuff was making me laugh for this episode to kind of get us through talking about the Greasy Strangler. And this is certainly going to be a lot harder to deal with than, uh, well, the Star Wars Holiday Special that is some Star Wars bullshit we'll be covering. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, oh, now come on. Yeah, I mean, well, you're kind of right, but I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> this was definitely harder to get through than the Star Wars bullshit it's going to be. Um, it's yeah. all smooth sailing from here. Because as much as people may not want to admit it, the holiday special actually is kind of canon and does fit into the storyline. And we'll, we'll talk about where it does. It's not that nobody wants to admit it. It's just, God damn it. Why? <laughs> of all the things I could have picked, why did it have to be that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. That's that's about what I'm saying. Oh, well, that's a simple answer because Boz also loved trolling both of us, particularly you, for this show. So I had to do something to support that. So I'm getting Star Wars. You're getting all the characters that you love, but in a way that trolls you. And oh. that, that is so the sort of thing that I can do to tribute Boz right there because he loves all Yay! of Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and also, come on, nobody wants to talk about the holiday special in like a, a way that we're going to do it like we're 
we're actually gonna cover it and we're gonna go through it piece by piece like we always fucking do. And we're gonna give it whatever just desserts it deserves because you're doing the notes and uh, you're the one that's gonna control how much uh, we are good or bad about Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. <laughs> I believe in you, man. You can find something to enjoy in the holiday special, right? Well, you picked the wrong person to believe in, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to find the previous instances where I have put my faith in the wrong person, you can reach out and find <laughs> me. Uh, and and those pre- previous instances as well at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. You can reach out to me on the Legion Discord chat to let me know all those times that we have all been let down and disappointed by my opinion of you. Uh, you yeah. can also find all of our memes at the meme repository. And I'm out of stuff to talk about. That's cinema underscore psyops. That's where the memes are located. They're then shared to Cinema Psyops Facebook page and then to the Facebook group also named Cinema Psyops Opley for the podcast and uh, I am also Court Psyops available to you on Facebook or you can message me on Instagram so long as you're not trying to get me to be a uh, I don't know influencer for your brand because I'm clearly just a meme repository yeah yeah we're not influencers we're just a couple of jackholes who are under the influence just like you while you're out there getting high on legally derived hemp or whatever's legal in your place of homes kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch to do that the second recording oh. yeah always <laughs> all right let's get this recording in progress okay so you've already heard um the the new theme so i don't need to really play that again for you if you don't want me to i can just roll right into it yeah we can just roll right into it all right let me finish off this bag of chips and then i can finish the other one while you're doing your notes cool all right mm, keto chips i love them life nice make me feel like i'm snacking when i'm actually just eating a keto meal oh there you go all right here we go three two one it's all right, notes, man. So, yeah, I know. I'm getting set. Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. You have to get into that headspace now. Yeah. You got to get back to it here. Oh, so, oh, God, where am I at here? Uh, oh, boy. So, anywho. Uh, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway. <laughs> The, the next morning, uh, she, uh, hold on. All right, so anyway. Are we exclusive? Because my dad said he watched you go pee. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm talking to you. Okay, I get it. We're playing a sort of silent game, right? Do you like me? Are you a bullshit artist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think about anything right now. You're amazing. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And everyone applauded, by the way. 
going to Rome for some top secret meeting. <laughs> you must have had some amazing adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a horrible game. <laughs> Oh, fuck him licking that toast. Mm-hmm. Bullshit artist. Yeah. Oh, God. This isn't. I'm sorry to everyone in advance for this next part. <laughs> yes. Christ. <laughs> I just got an Amazon delivery. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I really am. Okay, bye. Oh. All right, the clip's long over. Go ahead. All right. Oh. I normally shoot about six ropes of cum, and they dribble a little of the clear stuff. But, baby, I'm all about the ropes. I'm the Spider-Man cocktail. Or the Tarzan of cum jungle. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. Fuck, man. You're so much more than a hot, wet pussy. <laughs> you could be my oh. forever love. Oh, God. Yeah. Please end all inquiries here. Oh, what about the oil on this floor? Not this whole clip. No, not all of it. Circumstantial. Oh, yeah, all of it. Is meaningless. Oh fuck, man! We were here. Do you have to be here? I watched the movie. Do I have yeah. to watch, listen to this like five times while editing? So it we're too? on our own. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Please end all clips Please here. Please end all <laughs> inquiries oh. here. Please end all clips here. Come on. <laughs> all right, we get the point. We can play that live on the show. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. This week and make it your bitch. Right, fuck it. <laughs> People need consent before you can just put something up another person's rectum. Basically, like don't put something in someone without consent. Where are you stop button? Recording stopped. <laughs>